Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Andre Stepler of Miami, who took part in Canada's Outstanding Young Farmers event last week. Also, we'll have details on the 2022 food price report. Up first in today's country comment, Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo will stop by to talk about the Agra Communication Initiative. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Yesterday, the federal government announced the Agra Communication Initiative to connect farmers and Canadians. With more, here's Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. It's called the Agri Communication. The idea behind this program is, uh, well, I would say it's the result of uh, discussions with uh, the youth, uh, the youth council. They are very concerned uh, with um, public trust and uh, you know getting more awareness on everything they are doing to to really be uh, to be recognized as. Uh, investing a lot of effort in sustainable practices. And uh, so this is why agri-communication will go both ways, actually. So what we announced this morning is, is a, you know, some kind of a call for proposal for organization who would like to put in place uh, projects to reach out to consumers to demonstrate how our agriculture here in Canada is sustainable. And uh, within this initiative, in the coming months, there will be also the other way around. So gathering more information on the new um, demand, the new consumers' demand uh, in terms a lot uh, of uh, the sustainability. So cons- consumers are asking, you know, they want to know where their food comes from, if it has been produced sustainably. So I think it's also important to gather this information and share it with farmers. Because sustainability is definitely a matter of environment, but it is also a matter of competitiveness. Because this is what consumers are asking for. This is what our uh, trading partners and competitors are working on. And it's very important that Canada remains a leader in uh, sustainable agriculture and that it is well known uh, here in Canada and around the world. That was Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo talking about yesterday's agri-communication initiative announcement. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Manitoba-based MacDon Industries has entered into new partnerships with New Holland and Case IH to build co-branded Draper headers for their combines. New Holland says MacDon will distribute a full line of co-branded combine Draper headers through New Holland dealers worldwide, with the exception of South America, beginning in early 2022. Case IH states the company has announced a partnership with MacDon to manufacture co-branded Draper headers designed for Case IH axial flow combines. The new line of Draper headers will be available to order in early 2022 at Case IH dealers on a worldwide basis, with the exception of South America. On Thursday, the federal government announced the Agri-Communication Initiative to connect farmers and Canadians. Here is Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Beeble. The result of uh, discussions with the Youth Council, they are very concerned uh, with um, public trust and, uh, you know, getting more awareness on everything they are doing to to be recognized as uh, 
investing a lot of effort in sustainable practices. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada will provide up to $8 million over three years to support projects that promote consumer awareness of the strengths of Canada's agriculture sector. And members of the Manitoba Canola Growers Association will be going to the polls this year. Every two years, members are asked to elect four directors for a four-year term. Here is Executive Director Delaney Ross-Bertnack. We're very excited to uh, be hosting an election this year. We have uh, five candidates that are going to be running for the four positions that are open on the Manitoba Canola Growers this fall. process will be brand new this year. We're very excited that we'll be able to use an online voting system for the first time. Of course, it'll be online and uh, mail-in ballot, which is our traditional uh, voting system, but this will be the first time to try modernizing with that electronic system. The five names on the ballots will be Pamela Bailey, Jackie Dudgeon, Warren Ellis, Charles Fossey, and Fiona Yoakum. Ballots will be mailed out on or before December 14th. The online voting site will go live at 8 a.m. that same day. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, December 10th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll have details on the 2022 food price report. Food prices in Canada are going up again, according to Canada's food price report for 2022. We're joined now by Dr. Stuart Smith, the University of Saskatchewan campus lead. Unfortunately, you know, I wish we were talking about better news, but... I don't think it's, it'll be a huge surprise to consumers as they've noticed meat prices rising and prices of, of other products in the grocery store rising over the last six months. And so what we're estimating is that food prices will increase anywhere from 5 to 7% over the coming year. And the, the, the three leading categories are uh, going to be dairy products, bakery goods, and vegetables. What are the reasons behind the increase? There's sort of a handful of of key ones, um, you know, we still have some impacts from COVID affecting production and, and distribution. We've uh, additionally on the on the transportation side, we've we've had problems with the rail and, and road through the southern BC. Um, on, on the labor side of things, there's been a shortage of foreign workers capable of assisting with production and, and harvesting of fruits and vegetables, and and also throughout North America, there's just a general shortage of, of truck drivers. So it's there's delays in, in moving products from, from point A to point B and inflation's now knocking on 5%. So, you know, you pull all of these factors together and it, it, it sort of wallops food prices. In terms of dollars um, for say a family of four, what uh, would this mean? About a $960 increase over last year. So if we look at the, the increase from, from last year and this year, it adds up that food prices over the two years have gone up about 10%. Is this going to have an impact on, I guess, just what types of food that uh, people are buying? I think in a lot of cases, it, you know, one of the concerns is that as dairy products go up, that consumers may decide to, to move away or, or provide fewer dairy products. And, and so less calcium in an in a infant and child's diet is, you know, those can have lifelong effects. So, so we're certainly hopeful that, that, you know, that doesn't happen, but it certainly may. Dr. Smith, any other uh, takeaways uh, fr- from the report from you? Or I think one of the, the interesting things that comes out of it is, you know, the opportunity, particularly on the meat side, for consumers to support local farmers. I've, 
I've talked to, you know, numerous farmers that said, you know, they're certainly willing to, to sell meat um, through, through a local abattoir to, to people that are interested in. And so, you know, get together with a family member or some friends and, and um, track down a farmer that, that's willing to help um, sell some meat locally. And, and, you know, you're supporting a local farmer and, and it'll save you some money over, over two or three months for sure. That was Dr. Stuart Smith, University of Saskatchewan Campus Lee, talking to us here today about Canada's food price report for 2022. Over the last few years, farmers have been seeing an increase in herbicide-resistant kochia. One of the presenters during Saskatchewan's recent agronomy research update talked about the seed terminator. With more on that, here's Glenda Lee Allen-Wassler. Harvest Weed Seed Terminator Control was originally developed in Australia to battle resistant ryegrass. Josh Lade is originally from Australia, but now lives with his family in the Osler area and over the last four years has been using the Seed Terminator to battle resistant weeds on the farm. A real critical clinch point here that I really feel that we need to look at is controlling, is at least attempting to control the weeds at harvest time because the reality of a weed that is present at harvest time is that it is the fittest weed of the year. It's gotten through the soil residual herbicides. It's gone through the, the herbicides we may have applied during the season. You know, it's gotten through everything that we've done through that year and now it's present at harvest time. And if we just go through with our harvester, clip them off. And if we can't get them in the grain tank, they're just exiting the back of the combine and becoming next year's problem, you know, and I feel that's like a real critical clinch point here to at least try and do something. Here we go, once again, fittest weeds present at harvest time. And another thing I really want people to think about is just what's spreading weeds around their fields. You know, the combines are, are, are built to spread weeds. You know, if you can't thresh that material out, the, the weed seeds, even the volunteer grains, which we don't want because that's our money. But the reality is, is a, as a grain exits the back of the combine, it's now a weed. It is now there competing with nutrients, moisture the list goes on you know it's now a weed so the problem that i find with a combine harvester is that if you can't thresh them out and get them in the grain tank they go through the sieving components where if you can't get it through that top sieve through the bottom sieve to the grain tank it goes over the bottom sieve it now gets another chance to go through the refreshing process and and get a chance to land back on that top sieve again which can then exit the combine right so you know, that's the thing is that if you can't thresh those weeds out and get them in the grain tank, they do, they can exit the combine right there, not a big spread, but if they go through the return system, there's a chance they can spread up and down the field. So what is the seed terminator? You know, there's, there's the seed terminator is just a multi-stage hammer mill that just bolts right on the back of the combine. You know, there's quite a few manufacturers playing in this space now and it's really getting some, some headway. You've got a, a rotor that's spinning at 3,000 RPM and uh, it's got those hammers there that push it through the first screen, hits one of those rotor bars, smashes it through the next screen, and then it hits another rotor bar, then it exits the next screen. And at that point, the seed terminator and most of these mills are proven to kill about 99%. The biggest issue here is we've got to get the weeds in the combine. But even still, if you can get the weeds in the combine, this machine takes care of them from there. 
He says that after four years, he's starting to see the benefits. Josh Laid talking about using the seed terminator to battle resistant weeds on the farm. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Manitoba Egg Museum near Austin is hosting a winter wonderland December 10th to the 12th and again from the 17th to the 19th from 4 to 8 p.m. Proof of vaccination for guests age 12 and up is required. The entry fee is $10 per family. The 26th annual Fields on Wheels conference is once again being held as a free webinar. The theme this year is congestion and logistical challenges in the late pandemic. It's being held December 14th. You can register on the Fields on Wheels website. The Canadian Forage and Grassland Association's annual conference is planned for December 14th to the 16th in an online setting. And Manitoba Agriculture is offering environmental farm plan workshops over the winter. They'll take place online. Visit the Manitoba Agriculture website to register. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon. Andre and Katie Stepler of Stepler Farms in Miami were in Saskatoon last week attending Canada's Outstanding Young Farmers National Event. Reporter Robin Weeb caught up with Andre to talk about the experience. It was a scaled-down experience in a sense that it wasn't their big uh, national event uh, with, the, with the attendance that they normally would have. Like Usually they'd have three to 400 people attending it of past alumni plus industry leaders. But this time they were limited to 25 people to be able to participate. Um, so it was the national com- uh, competitors um, as well as the judges and then a few leaders uh, uh, were were with the organization as well too. It, it was it was a tremendous experience. Uh, whenever we have it more intimate like that, we definitely got to know the other competitors across Canada, probably in in an even a stronger base. Uh, the relationships that we were able to culture there uh, were very strong, uh, for sure. It's amazing how uh, we're from opposite sides of the country, but our core values are the same in a sense that we are committed to producing the safest product in the world for food for for our public Um, and of course uh, I'm very passionate about how we get that product to that end game um, where it is to just the production side the animal ethics and welfare side uh, to the financial side um, and then to taking pride in our end end product Um, you know all those fundamentals spoke true to every one of us. Uh, You you didn't come out on top maybe with the award this year uh, but what do you say about uh, final outcome and your experience there? Uh, it was a tremendous uh, experience, and and yeah, we we didn't win the national competition, but now we are part of this alumni that get to uh, meet every year um, and collaborate and and share and just have some fun as well too. That uh, Kate and I will be able to take part of. Um, it's something that we do see as a commitment lifelong because we're going to create and culture those friendships, and then we're going to benefit on the on the business side as well too, just because we can. We have access to these industry leaders that can think outside the box, that provide us information that we can take back to our own farming operations. Something that uh, we're very committed to because, uh, you know, if we didn't go and advocate and and push the file of this agriculture, um, you know, the opportunities for our kids going forward uh, might not be as bright. So it's something that we definitely have to work towards, uh, there's no doubt. 
That was Andre Stepler of Stepler Farms in Miami. He and his wife Katie were in Saskatoon last week attending Canada's Outstanding Young Farmers National Event. Andre was chatting with reporter Robin Weeb. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. An election will be held this year for four director positions with the Manitoba Canola Growers Association. This year, there are five candidates vying for the four director positions. Here's Executive Director Delaney Ross-Burtnack. The five candidates will be uh, Pamela Bailey, Jackie Dudgeon, Warren Ellis, Charles Fossey, and Fiona Yoakum. Plenty of information about them with their bios on our website at canolagrowers.com. Ballots will be mailed out on or before December 14th. The online voting site will go live at 8 a.m. that same day. And on Thursday, Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food Marie-Claude Bebo launched the Agri-Communication Initiative, which will contribute to better connecting Canadians with farmers. The consumers are asking, you know, they want to know where their food comes from, if it has been produced sustainably. So I think it's also important to gather this information and share it with farmers because sustainability is definitely a matter of environment, but it is also a matter of competitiveness because this is what consumers are asking for. This is what our uh, trading partners and competitors are working on. And it's very important that Canada remains a leader in uh, sustainable agriculture and that it is well known uh, here in Canada and around the world. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada will provide up to $8 million over three years to support projects that promote consumer awareness of the strengths of Canada's agriculture sector. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.